The United Nations Secretary General has called on the Taliban militants to immediately halt their offensive in Afghanistan. I call on the Taliban to immediately halt the offensive and to negotiate in good faith in the interest of Afghanistan and its people. I hope that discussions in Doha, Qatar, between representatives of the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan and the Taliban, supported by the region and the wider international community, will restore the best way to a negotiated settlement to the conflict. Only an Afghan-led negotiated political settlement Antonio Guterres warned that, quote, Afghanistan is spinning out of control. He told the reporters that seizing power through military forces is losing a proposition that can only lead to prolonged civil war or to the complete isolation of the country. He expressed concern over the early indications that the Taliban are imposing severe restrictions on human rights in the areas under their control. Guterres called on all parties to do more to protect civilians. Now for more on that, we are joined by Mr. E. Michael Jones, editor of the Culture Wars magazine, uh, and also Scott Bennett, former U.S. Army Psychological Warfare Officer. Thanks to both of you gentlemen for joining us. Let's begin with Mr. Jones. Were we expecting this kind of uh, advancement from the Taliban? Well, anybody who has any historical sense uh, was expecting this. This is the graveyard of empires. And, uh, and also, it, we have some type of understanding of the type of people you're dealing with here. So in January, on January 6th of 1842, 16,000 Englishmen set off uh, to march to Jalalabad. And uh, uh, two weeks later, one person survived, uh, arrived. All those other people were slaughtered during the time that negotiations were going on. Uh, General Elphinstone was there uh, talking to uh, Pasha Dost, and he was telling him everything's going to be okay. And he was using the time to uh, bring snipers into the past to, to shoot all these people. The man who understood it best, I think, was Rudyard Kipling. And he wrote a poem about it. When you're wounded and left on Afghanistan's plains, and the woman come out to cut up what remains. Just roll to your rifle and blow out your brains and go to your God like a soldier. They should have had that in mind when uh, they discussed this at the United Nations. Now, uh, thank you very much. Mr. Bennett, uh, how do you think this will continue? I mean, is the Taliban going to take over uh, the entire uh, Afghanistan? Yeah, I think that's inevitable because they have the wind in their sails, they have the sun in their back, they have enthusiasm, they have psychological motivation, they have emotional support, they have a sense of victory, they have a sense of uh, heightened bloodlust and uh, euphoria and all of the physiological chemicalizations that's required for a, a, uh, a very strong-willed victory. And the opposite, the Kabul government and the military feel completely isolated and abandoned. In a sense, they're like General Custer, surrounded by thousands of Indians. And uh, in this case, I think uh, the, the general government of Kabul and its military are now trying to seek a way out of this uh, with their lives. Either they 
uh, flee to other nations to seek sanctuary, uh, like the United States or the United Kingdom or others, or they fight to the death, uh, which I don't think they'll do, or they uh, seek peace and reconciliation with the Taliban with, with the Taliban leaders. And I think the latter is the most promising for Afghanistan as a whole, as a culture, as a future, is to seek reconciliation because it demonstrates magnanimity among the Taliban leaders. If they engage in a in a series of retribution, revenge, vengeance, and slaughter or torture or rape or pillage or, or do unseemly monstrous things to the prior government or government officials, that just reinforces the the world's notion that they're barbaric savages that are completely, you know, out of their minds and, and have nothing but violence in their temperament. But if they demonstrate a, a diplomatic character, a desire to heal, a desire to reunify the country, similar to what the United States experienced after the Civil War with the South and the North reuniting, uh, then there's real promise for the next page to turn and Afghanistan be embraced as a modern, uh, a, a modern Afghanistan with a Taliban government. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a hope for Afghanistan. That's hope for the Taliban. They don't want to be pariahs and seen by the world as, you know, a dead zone. Uh, but at the same time, as Michael Jones has said, we're dealing with a different character, a different culture, a different personality of human beings here. They in the past have had no problems being completely isolated from the world and living in an autonomous, uh, you know, self-supportive way. And that may be their agenda once again, is to expel every uh, person, agency, semblance, institution of the past 20 years, expelling it from their land and culture altogether to restart from scratch. And uh, if that's the case, then it, the only influence that, that could be had in Afghanistan is those who the Taliban government invites in, such as China, such as Iran, such as Russia, such as uh, the, the neighboring countries to help buttress and support their their Taliban, you know, ideology and agenda. So this is a, a very fluid and ever-changing situation, but it, it can also end very, very badly. As we've said before on Press TV, this could lead to countless mercenary organizations being introduced to engage in uh, uh, counter-Taliban operations and the military-industrial complex and uh, many of the mercenary private companies, you know, love that opportunity for endless war. So I, I think the most important thing is to solidify the Taliban Afghanistan government in some sort of a, a healing or a, a repatriation, reconciliation uh, organism, and then allow that to uh, transform into a, uh, a, a country that can engage the world but at the same time maintain its own integrity and sovereignty and not bow to the effeminate, transgender, anti-family lunacy which has consumed much of the West and much of the United Nations. The, the Taliban and, and some of these more conservative republics in Islamic countries are, are very much on the, on the right side when they find disdain and disgust and rejection of a lot of the, the Western societies. Uh, de degenerations into perversion or corruption or, or many of the other things we've seen afflict the West, like it's transgenderism or, or like all sorts of other pathologies. The Islamic countries are, are intelligent and wise to abstain and stay away from that. 
And uh, to some degree, uh, you know, the Taliban are, are in the right to reject everything that the United Nations tries to impose upon it. Mr. Bennett, uh, this is the Taliban we're talking about. We are already hearing uh, appalling stories of human rights abuses, especially towards women in uh, parts that are being controlled by the Taliban. Young girls as young as 12 uh, are being forced to get married. Uh, I think what you just mentioned is very far from what we can expect from a government that is uh, being controlled by the Taliban. Uh, any comments on that? I, I would agree, and I share your disgust and frustration. I, uh, the last thing I want is a society where 12-year-old girls are faced, uh, forced to get married. The last thing I want is for a return to a barbaric Taliban uh, culture and mentality. But you know, the only way to stop that is from an internal uh, Afghanistan uh, force that is superior to the Taliban, that has uh, more uh, power and conquest behind it with the support of other nations. So it, 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 with the United States pulling out, uh, something has to fill the vacuum to protect those young women, to protect that culture, protect, protect that uh, entity, that, that, that people from falling into the torture and the barbarity and the savage, savagery that the Taliban have, have notoriously demonstrated. Uh, and, and I would hope that the Taliban leadership would understand that modernity requires sympathy, reconciliation, harmony, and that they are not going to be welcomed or appreciated by the rest of the world if they engage in this, this agenda of, of uh, barbarism and, and, like you said, 12-year-old girls being forced to marry and not being able to go to school, not being able to work, not being able to recognize their integrity. That's a, that's a terrible nightmare that's, that's uh, potentially could come upon the Afghanistan, but it has to be solved by the Afghani people, buttressed and supported by a superior uh, and strong-willed countries like perhaps uh, Iraq and and Iran and uh, you know perhaps some areas of China. I, you know Russia, I think would have a role in that. But something has got to come in and and stop their bloodlust and persuade them and win the hearts of, and minds of the of the Taliban that they're not going to succeed in an agenda of destruction, the only way they're going to succeed is with an agenda of harmonization and reconciliation and leaving people basic human fundamental rights so that they're not slaves just because they're women or they're not uh, you know, worthy of being executed just because they use ice cubes or, or play soccer or listen to music. But it has to be internally, uh, uh, internally erupted, but it needs to be provided and supported by uh, more sophisticated uh, Islamic nations, you know, such as we've seen in Iran and elsewhere. So we're we're dealing with a, a very tr potentially tragic and backward situation that's got no nice ways out. Exactly, Mr. Jones. Final question: uh, You said that this was something that we could expect. So, uh, if it were something that was expected, why weren't any measures taken in order to stop the bloodshed? Because there. <laughs> There was no policy here. What, what, why, why did the United States go to Afghanistan in the first place? The only plausible explanation is to restart the heroin trade. So, I mean, we're dealing with the tragedy of, of human history right now. We're dealing with a tragic situation where uh, we, these are brutal people. And there are people who are going to suffer because of this illusion of empire that got imposed on them. Taliban don't care about anybody else in the world. 
the whole point of Afghanistan is to be off by yourself up in these isolated mountain valleys and to kill anybody who tries to change the situation. Anyone with any understanding of history would have known that. We never should have gotten involved in the first place. And innocent people are going to suffer because of that blindness. It's that simple. Thank you very much, Mr. E. Michael Jones, editor of the Culture Wars magazine, and Mr. Scott Bennett, former U.S. Army psychological warfare officer. Thanks to both of you gentlemen for sharing your views with us.